Welcome to the ISBA BursaCast, the podcast designed to provide bursas, business managers and senior leaders in independent schools with the latest news, insights and best practices in school business management. Each episode will be exploring a range of topics and discussing the challenges and opportunities facing independent schools. Occasionally we'll have guests and these include experts, thought leaders and practitioners who will share their experiences and expertise with us. Whether you're a seasoned bursar or just starting in the role, we hope you'll find this podcast informative and valuable. So sit back, relax, and let's get started with today's episode, which has been recorded and released on the 30th of March in the afternoon. The first topic of discussion for today is that the ISBA reference library has been updated with revised model staff handbook and template employment contracts. We have published our updated model staff handbook together with a series of template employment contracts as follows. Bursas, contract of employment. Heads, contract of employment. Teachers, contract of employment. Support staff, contract of employment. And a service occupancy agreement. So lots of documents that hopefully will be helpful for you there. A recent ISBA webinar recording with Harrison Clark Rickabees discussing the amendments to the documents can be viewed on our website. Next up, we have an alert for schools on cyber attacks. There have been a few recent incidents where independent schools have been the target of sophisticated cyber attacks. For example, an apparent admissions inquiry included attachments which, if clicked, would have taken users to a login page on a Russian website. You're encouraged to share the following message with admission staff to ensure they are kept informed. Schools are urged to remain vigilant and ensure measures are in place to limit the risk of potential ransomware attacks and security breaches. If you're unsure whether or not an email you have received is suspicious, check the source. Sometimes cybercriminals will use seemingly legitimate email addresses with just one letter changed or added. Schools can access practical resources on cybersecurity via the National Cybersecurity Centre website, the NCSC, also offers a free e-learning training package called Staying Safe Online Top Tips for Staff. Cyber incidents can be reported to Action Fraud or Police Scotland for schools in Scotland. Schools are advised to report incidents involving a data breach to the Information Commissioner's Office, which is under GDPR guidelines. ISBA also has provided the following resources to assist schools in this area. We'll start with Cybersecurity Supplement to the Bursar's Review a webinar titled Understanding Cyber Threats, Understanding Cyber Threats Webinar FAQs, Business Continuity Planning and Cybersecurity Checklist, Incident Response Planning Guide, NCSC Questions for Governors and Trustees, East Midlands Special Operations Unit Guidance on Evaluating Cybersecurity, East Midlands Special Operations Unit Guidance on NCSC Resources and Additional Services, and ESMOU, which stands for East Midlands Special Operations Unit, Bulletin on Cyber Insurance. On a similar note, there is currently a critical security vulnerability which has been found in the Microsoft Outlook desktop client. This vulnerability allows attackers to access your network by simply emailing you. The email does not even have to be opened and read for the attack to succeed. You can find more information about this vulnerability and how to protect your school on the Microsoft website. The final update for this week is of course the annual conference which is open for booking and we urge you to book your place while there's still places available. So moving on to the advice and guidance questions and answers, top three for this week. Number one, 
please can you confirm how we should manage the additional bank holiday this year for the King's coronation? I am aware that whether employees are entitled to receive the additional day or not will be dependent on the wording of their individual contracts of employment. Our contracts state that public holidays are in addition to annual holidays, meaning that bank holidays are awarded on top of annual holiday allowance. As we have operational staff that work both all year round and term time only, advice would be appreciated. The DFE announcement on 13th January 2023 for the coronation of His Majesty King Charles III's bank holiday was as follows. The government has announced a one-off bank holiday on Monday the 8th of May 2023 to mark the coronation of His Majesty King Charles III. For early years providers, as with other bank holidays, it is at the discretion of individual settings, whether they close or stay open. There would be no expectation for early years and childcare settings to remain open on the bank holiday. Schools and further education providers are not expected to remain open and it should be treated as any normal bank holiday. The Education for School Day and School Year, England, Regulations 1999, will be updated so teacher pay is not affected and schools are not required to make up the hours of the additional bank holiday. Please also see ISBA's guidance on bank holidays and paid annual leave, which states, There is no statutory right to take bank holidays as paid annual leave or be paid in lieu of them, and therefore, whether or not a specific staff member is entitled to take leave or be permitted time off in lieu at a later date will depend on the terms of their contract of employment. Many schools will feel that, irrespective of the strict legal position, they wish to permit employees to take paid time off for the Coronation Bank holiday. However, some schools, for example boarding schools, may need to consider the legal position, for example, because they may require some staff to work for safeguarding purposes. For those schools, we recommend that you check the wording of individual contracts and seek legal advice if required. Question 2. We have a member of staff who left us to go travelling around the world for a few months who is returning, as expected to. He has not worked anywhere else in the meantime, but it has been more than three months. Do we need to do the full list of checks again? You should complete the full set of checks if they've been away for more than three months, as per the ISI commentary paragraph 493, which states, No period of time is prescribed to differentiate between living in a country and an extended holiday, so schools are permitted discretion to set their own policies within reasonable limits. The duration of a tourist visa may act as a useful rule of thumb, often around three months. Previously, the NSPCC advised that checks should be obtained when a person has lived overseas for three months or more in the last five years. ISI has adopted this advice as a starting point for compliance, but observes that many schools now adopt a more stringent approach, such as checking those who have lived or worked overseas for more than three months in the last ten years. Inspectors may allow that time spent overseas under the age of 16 is of less significance. Even in England, it is not possible to obtain checks for those aged under 16. These are rules of thumb only, and there may be situations where it is not appropriate to limit the checks carried out. And the final question, which is a nice short one, do you have any guidance on audit tenders, please? Yes, we do. We have three titled Audit Tender Questions, Analyzing Free Proposals for Audits, and Invitation to Tender Template for Schools. These are all available on the ISBA website, so jump in there or have a look at the ISBA bulletin for this week. And of course, ISBA's top tip of the week for this week is 
Following ISBA's recent webinar with Farah and Co on employment law for new bursars, the Farah and Co team have put together a pack of useful resources for schools, which is available in the reference library. And with all of those updates out of the way, I'm just going to let you know about a few of the ISPA's professional development program things that are happening in the next few weeks and months. First up, on the 21st of April 2023, from 11am to 12pm, there is an ISBA termly finance update and scenario planning. On the 24th of April 2023, from 4 to 5pm, there's one titled ISBA AGBIS HMC Sector Threats and Challenges Webinar Part 1. This is followed by a part two on the 9th of June, 2023, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Sector Threats and Challenges webinar part two. 13th of June, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., How to Optimise the Return on Your School's Assets, the Enterprise Journey. And the 20th of June, from 4 to 5 p.m., which is the part three of the ISBA AGBIS HMZ Sector Threats and Challenges webinar. As always, thank you very much for listening to these episodes. If you do find them useful, please make sure to share it with members of your team. And if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast team, just email podcast at theisba.org.uk. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode with another sponsor for the ISBA conference. Till then, farewell. <laughs>